Hey guys, welcome to Mr. Six in the Morning. As you know, we've recently engaged in a discussion about whether all students should go to college. So Mr. Barbo and I thought it would be really cool to interview some people who have, I guess, some skin in the game, a vested interest in whether or not all students should go. So today I am with our Career and College Center uh, advisor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, high uh, school advisor, coach. Yeah. And you want why don't to call you introduce it. yourself to the kids? Hello, everybody. My name is Bailey Kobrick, and I'm the career and college coach for Victoria East. I am also officially a high school academic advisor. So I am here to pretty much help with anything related to college career, um, finding your path, whatever it is outside of high school and beyond. So a little bit of a lot of stuff. Cool. So uh, Bailey, remind us where can we find you on campus? So my office is located in the Victoria East Library. As soon as you walk in, my office is first door on the right. Got it. So if you would, just kind of give us a little bit of your background, where you're coming from, how you got involved in this type of scenario, this job. Um, so I like to think that different opportunities just kind of present themselves at the right moment. So I always knew that I wanted to go to college. And I did start at Victoria College and worked on my associate degree. Originally, I wanted to be a psychology major. However, I quickly decided that psych actually wasn't that interesting for me, and I ended up coming out a math major with my associate degree at VC. So I did change my mind a couple of classes in. Then I transferred to UHV once I got my associate degree and finished a full mathematics degree with University of Houston, Victoria. And while I did that, I worked. I worked at a bowling alley for seven years and went to school at the same time. And as I got more education, more job opportunities were available to me. So when I got my associate degree, I was able to work for VISD as the clerk in the Career and College Center. And once I got my bachelor's degree, I was able to move into the career and college coach position. Nice. So that's kind of my movement to where I am now. I'm currently working on my master's degree in higher education, so I can hopefully move up into administrative roles at college institutions. So if I want to go above where I am now, that's what I'm currently working on. But... I'm interested in teaching, so I'm going to get a master's in math um, through Alabama. So it's kind of just been this build on, you know, previous education constantly and just kind of work my way up as I go and just see where the path takes me. Okay, so it sounds like you set these goals and then education or higher education specifically is the stepping stone to get to those goals. Would you agree? Right. Okay. So right now you're working in education and how did that get started? Like what made you want to be the clerk, want to be the college and career coach? So long-term, I think I always wanted to teach and I did know that teaching, ultimately I'd have to get a bachelor's degree or I'd have to get a master's degree. That was the long-term goal. And Working in a bowling alley, eventually you kind of get tired of it. And you're like, oh, I really just want to work somewhere else. And so mine was, if I can just get my foot in the door and get on campus, see what it's like. And I was very fortunate that this position as a clerk was available Mm -hmm. where I could get on the East Campus. And I started to see that student dynamic. And I was like, okay, you know, teachers deal with a lot of stuff, guys. Be nice to your teachers. But um, I decided, okay, well, maybe more of an administrative advising role would be better in the meantime. 
Um, unfortunately, the UHV program, I did do education at first mm -hmm. before I did the master, the, the mathematics degree. But they wanted me to student teach full time and not have a job. Oh, I unfortunately, see. Unfortunately, working was required because I had an apartment, I had bills, I had a cat, you know, right. someone needed to buy him food. And <laughs> I couldn't do that. So I had to change major because. That just didn't align with my priorities at yeah, the time. Life happens. Right, exactly. So then I came here, started working, and because of that, it changed my path to teaching. So then it's just kind of been, hey, this position came open, let's do that and keep working on the education long term to ultimately be a professor awesome. at a college. Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so in your professional opinion, like this is your, your job right now, helping kids discover what the next step is. So here's the big question. Should all students go to college? And if not, why not? Uh, absolutely not. I do not think college is for everybody. And the reason I say that is because, so my family dynamic, my mom went to college, she got her master's degree, and she went that whole route. And so she does value education in the collegiate sense. But my dad actually, I think, dropped out of high school in ninth grade. And so he went through the route of working to get his GED, mm -hmm. and he went industrial trades. Okay. So my mom went to go work in counseling. My dad worked in industrial trades and actually worked really hard to get his electrician's license. Mm. So he worked in the field, you know, wiring up houses, wiring up buildings, and eventually got to the point where he worked his way all the way up the ladder and became a project manager, which is pretty much the highest yeah. position. They're the ones that do the biddings on job opportunities for companies. And he got to the point where he was, you know, making estimations for million dollar opportunities for his job. And he actually got pretty close to, I, he almost taught my mom with how much money she makes. Nice. And did exceed her at some point with a master's, he made more than her. And now that's not the case anymore. Right. But I mean, it doesn't matter as long as whatever you enjoy is what you're doing, how you get there, everybody's different. Okay, so it sounds like in your case, you had those goals. Higher education is going to help you get those goals. Right. But if a student maybe has different goals, different skill sets or dreams and aspirations, maybe the traditional university track isn't for them. Absolutely. So I actually talked to my dad about this recently because I said, hey, you know, you should, because you have all this experience, maybe you should teach. And you, after so long, why not? It's wow. not that bad. And he said, I don't know, because my job experience is different. And so we kind of kept talking about it. And I said, well, what do you, what does that mean? And he said, for example, if you have some students that go to a collegiate institution and they get this training, say in electrical work, what you learn in those classes is a good foundational start, but it's not necessarily exactly what you're going to learn in the field. Right. So sometimes someone who went through an apprenticeship program in electrical may have more concrete, you know, hands-on experiences because right. they were doing it hands-on and went that route mm -hmm. versus learning from a textbook who might really just be focusing on those ideal scenarios. Right. May not have more info on some real specific concrete stuff that actually happens. That's a good so point. he did say that sometimes they prefer people to go through the apprenticeship programs 
versus having these certifications in the industry. So I thought that was kind of interesting too is, you know, which one's better. Nice. And they're going to be different depending on the companies too. That's awesome. Well, we've had a really great discussion. And if you could leave any parting wisdom with our freshman students thinking they've got the next three years of their life to kind of figure things out before they launch themselves into either college or career, what advice would you give our ninth graders? For ninth graders, I would say set yourself up so you have every opportunity available. Mm -hmm. You don't want to only have one option when you leave school. You want all the options available. So do good in school because it's a good reflection on one, your education, your learning to make yourself better, to grow, um, to just, you know, have as good of a start as you can in life. But you also don't want to block off those opportunities. So if you are going to college and universities, having bad grades can block you off here. It could block you off in all these different places. Make connections. Be social. Talk to your teachers. Talk to anybody who you know, you're around because sometimes, unfortunately, it's kind of who you know sometimes when you get jobs and when you're ready to graduate and you're really familiar with someone that you knew in high school and you just say, hey, I think this is cool what you do. I'd really like the opportunity to be an intern. If you had a good rapport with them in the past, they may hire you over somebody else. So just more opportunities is better because it's, you can pick what you want to do versus having no option. And that's what you got to do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Kobrick. Really appreciate it, guys. If you want to stop by and get more information from her, her office is in the library. First door on the right, our college and career coach for East High School, also kind of a hybrid job with Victoria College. So thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to uh, send some kids your way. And thank you guys for listening in. This has been Mr. Six in the Morning. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in once more to Mr. Six in the Morning. I am here with our English instructional coach, Alicia Garcia, and she's going to talk to us today because we're engaged in a fierce debate about whether everyone should go to college. So, Ms. Garcia, can you introduce yourself to the kids? Just kind of give us your background and uh, experience, education, and work history. All right. Well, I am uh, the English instructional coach here at East. I've been in education for 20 years now. Before that, I was in the military. So I am a veteran, and I just enjoy being an educator, being able to help students succeed, and being able to help teachers succeed as well. Awesome. Very nice. So uh, can you describe your journey as far as when you graduated, what choices you had, and kind of the path you took that led you here? Okay, well, um, I was just an average student in high school. Uh, I come from a very poor family, and actually my parents don't speak any English because we are from Mexico. And so in high school, I just wasn't even thinking about college or what life would be like after graduation into my senior year. And because I did not have any plans, uh, I ended up enlisting into the U.S. Army as a medic, um, knowing that, one, it would help me grow up, and two, it would give me the finance resources to attend college. And so I was active, and I was stationed at Washington State. I was attached to Army Med- Madigan Army Medical Center. And once I completed my enlistment, I went on to college and ended up getting a degree in English. And I knew that I would want to teach secondary education. And so teaching high school has been enjoyable. 
Um, it's helped me grow as a person, and it's also helped me touch lives of students and to and help me guide some of them. Because at this age, you know, you're 16, 17 years old, and you really have no idea what you want to do after high school. And so, as a teacher, I was able to perhaps guide them, uh, give them some advice, uh, share my experiences to help them decide. Okay, after high school, what is it that awaits for me, and what is best for me? That's awesome. Thank you so much. And you spent uh, several years in the classroom. You've seen kids kind of tackling these issues, mm-hmm. looking ahead. Uh, and can you share just a little bit about your, your daughter who is at quite a prestigious university and kind of the path that she took, the decision she had to make? Okay, well, uh, my oldest daughter, Lauren, is at Duke University. And when she entered high school, we knew that that was her ambition. Her goal was to get accepted to the university and perhaps pursue a degree in the medical field. And so we knew from day one that she would definitely have to take some rigorous courses. There was no room for um, any electives or anything that was not given the extra weight that the pre-AP or AP classes uh, Mm. give. So we worked, we mapped out her um, four years before she even stepped foot on this campus and we also knew that she would have to be involved in a lot of extracurricular she'd have to also contribute back to her community and she just had to make herself stand out from the rest of the student body to even have a chance at getting looked at to attend Duke University and so her senior year you know um, she did graduate as a high school valedictorian but when you want to attend a prestigious university you're competing against other valedictorians throughout the country and even throughout the world so what helped her most was that she was active in in the school setting. She was active in the community. She volunteered. Um, she just went above and beyond your average student. She danced for four years. She was part of the UIL academics team for four years. And so she made all the sacrifices necessary. And additionally, she prepared for the PSAT, which gave her the uh, National Merit Scholarship finalist recognition. And so just putting in the extra time and effort in academics helped her get accepted into Duke University and so she she did a lot of sacrifices um, of her free time and so that's the path that's the path you want then everything comes with the price right so the more prestigious your university is or whatever it is that your ambitions are the more you want the more sacrifices they're going to entail and I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, you pointed out that knowing where she wanted to go, already entering high school, that was a really big motivating mm-hmm. factor for clubs, organizations, mm-hmm. extracurricular activities. So it sounds like she had this goal in mind already, and she took the necessary steps, like you said, the sacrifices mm-hmm. to achieve that goal. But let me ask you this. What advice would you give to a student who maybe doesn't know where they want to go or what they want to get into because we have so many options here at VISD as far as career technical education different things like that what advice would you have for a freshman who just doesn't know yet what they want to do you have to start off with what you enjoy doing okay you know if you pursue a career that where you're having fun where you enjoy what you're doing then you're never going to really work okay you're going to a place not that you're going because you just want to earn a paycheck you're going because you really want to be there and you enjoy what you do Mm -hmm. so you have to start off with making a self-analysis of what is it that you want to do do you enjoy interacting with others do you enjoy building stuff what is it that you enjoy first 
and perhaps test the waters in the different electives we have. You know, we do have like a journalism class, we have a speech and debate class, we have a computer science class. We really do offer a lot on this campus that you may not know of. And so the best way to do is go online and look at the course catalog that the district has for our high school students. Okay. And then also, if even when you get to your junior and senior year, you're not sure, then why waste money unnecessarily going on to a university when you're not sure what you want to pursue? You're better off starting off at Victoria College, which is a, a prestigious junior college that we have in town. Right. And you can start off by testing the waters there, figuring out what it is that you want to do. Because even at 18, you're not sure what you're going to want to do for the next 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And so why spend the extra amount on tuition when you could start off here and you're going to get a good um, solid foundation. Right, because they're offering <coughs> the same types of classes as far as your introductions, mm -hmm. what a lot of college people call the basics. Yes. So mm -hmm. your English 1 and 2, your uh, history before and after the Civil mm -hmm. War, different things like that. So yeah, definitely encourage people to explore that option as well. Mm -hmm. And now that you are in the educational field, what's something maybe if you could just step back into the classroom and tell ninth graders. What advice would you give ninth graders? We're wrapping up the year, we're getting ready, we just had course registration, mm -hmm. and so the future is coming on quick. What would you tell kids as they're entering into, I guess what we could call the sophomore summer? You need to look at where you are and where you think you want to be. Rankings are very important. GPA is very important. And so as a freshman, when you walk in, you don't realize that until you get that first a trans unofficial transcript and you realize, oh, how is it that I'm number 50? Or, wow, I am actually in the top 10. You know, you, you don't have a big window to uh, affecting your ranking. And so your freshman year pretty much dictates what you're going to be unless you do something drastic your 10th grade year. Mm -hmm. So you need to sit back and figure out what you think you may want to do. Because like we're talking about, does everyone need to go to college? Well, we all need a skill or a trade, right. but it doesn't have to come from a four-year degree. We have plenty of trade schools, plenty of uh, two-year degrees that will let you or allow you to do what you enjoy and live a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. So it's just explore. You need to start, you know, instead of getting on your phone and going on social media, why don't you Google certain careers and figure out what would it be like to uh, be a, you know, a teacher? What would it be like to be a plumber, an electrician, you know, uh, an operator at a plant? You know, look these things up because a four-year degree is not always necessary. So it sounds like a lot of our students are capable mm -hmm. of doing, you know, the typical collegiate university track, but maybe that's not the path that they should choose. Correct. Okay. I'll, I'll use like my husband, for example, you know, he he's a brilliant man, but like I was in high school, you know, he also comes from Mexico, you know, his parents don't speak any English. and. They have very limited resources. You know, there were eight of them in his family. So even though his ranking was really high, he was a brilliant man. He could have gone anywhere. Financially, he could not afford to go anywhere. And so he took the two-year route. He has an associate degree in instrument and technology science. And so he gets to work at one of the local plants. And he's done very well. And he enjoys what he does. He, like, in addition to being intellectually strong, he's he likes to work with his hands. He mm -hmm. likes to fix things. So he knew he didn't want a job where he was just stuck behind a desk inside an office. Right. So the job he has now allows him to, yes, you're in the office for some time, but when he's bored, he gets to go out in the field and fix things just like he likes to do. Awesome. So there's so much out there for the kids. You know, it's not just your same old doctor, lawyer, teacher. You could do so many things right now mm -hmm. and do very well. So you need to just explore. 
All right. Well, we've had a great conversation. Miss mm-hmm. Garcia, uh, you guys have probably seen her around the campus. She's on lunch duty. She helps out with tutorials and uh, a really big purveyor of Titan pride around these parts. So thank you again for your time. Mm-hmm. And you guys, thanks again for tuning in to Mr. Six in the Morning. Welcome to Mr. Six in the Morning. I am here with the distinguished and uh, local celebrity, really, Mr. Michael Ruiz. Uh, some say we're twins. I can only hope to be like him when I grow up. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Mr. Michael Ruiz. Uh, I've been teaching for about 10 years English, and I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for donating your time. So we, the English One Pre-AP classes, are embroiled in a heated debate about whether or not everyone should go to college. So we'll start off, if you could just kind of give me your background, your journey, and how you arrived at where you are today. Wow, such a beautiful story to tell, and I'll do my best and uh, see if I can entertain everyone to the best of my ability. All right. All right, so let's see. I went through, like most people, going through high school questioning whether I would go to college or not, and I grew up uh, in Alice, Texas. It's about two hours from Victoria, okay, um, where my parents, uh, my father grew up, and they went to college late. They were both in the military. They went to the Air Force, and when they both retired from the Air Force, it was kind of a reaction for my mother to go, what do we do next? So she went back to college uh, when I was around the sixth grade-ish, and my father kind of got jealous of that and said, I can go to college too, so he did the exact same thing. And it was weird because like, when I look back on it, I didn't see that as kind of awkward or weird. It just kind of became ingrained in me that people go to college whenever they want. Nice. It wasn't just expected when you, you know, graduated high school. Um, it can happen to anybody at any time. Um, but when I was in high school, I considered myself uh, very intelligent, even though I probably wasn't. Um, but I did my best and uh, ranked very high. And I knew I was going to go to university and college. Nice. Um, so I had a lot of options for me personally. Um, one of the biggest driving forces of where I decided to go was ultimately choosing to go where no one else from my high school was going. Uh, so a lot of the popular choices in the area were going to like Texas A&M University, Kingsville, mm-hmm. um, going to Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi, or right. the University of Texas in Austin. Well, I didn't want to go to any of those places, so right. I chose the next thing on the list that seemed interesting, which was Texas A&M University in College Station. Oh, so you're an Aggie. I am an Aggie. Right. Um, uh, probably a self-proclaimed two percenter to the Aggies that know about it. Uh, was it really into the whole uh, traditions and whatnot at the university? But uh, I played along, and I really kind of got into it my senior year. I think I, could, I think it took me about four years to kind of figure it out. Got it. Um, but I ended up going to A and M University uh, in College Station, and. Uh, it was a lot more challenging than I expected. Mm. Of course, uh, there are a lot bigger class sizes there. Right. And um, it was not as easy as high school. That's the reality of it. And it's very competitive there. You're essentially trying to, you know, get the better scores than everyone else to go to get the job that you really want. Um, and at the time, I was actually enrolled in a computer science program. I really loved video games and right. programming and developing, and I did that for fun on my off time. Um, 
But I think I found out about a year in that I could not imagine myself sitting in a cubicle from eight to five every single day. Um, but I just, in a whim, taking a drama class, an analysis of drama class, I see. and I fell in love. Yeah, I fell in love with it. And uh, I remember taking a public speaking class that next semester, and apparently it was just part of my forte. Um, they had a basic uh, class competition across every section in public Ooh. speaking. Okay. Um, so out of around like 500 students, they whittled it down to a top five, and I happened to be a part of those top five. There it is. And I got second place. And I won the popular vote from all the students in there, oh. but I did not win the electoral college vote. So from you the went the Hillary teams. route, I see. Yes. Okay. Um, but I think after that, it made me realize, like, I think a lot of what I enjoy doing is trying to stand in front of a people, standing in front of people and trying to entertain them. Um, so, and my love for that drama class kind of led me to think maybe I should just be a teacher. Awesome. And my, both of my parents ended up in education. My father is a uh, PE coach, okay. and my mother teaches in middle school. Right. So they just you know, looked at me, and rem- I remember when I told them, and they said, okay, but you're going to take a pay hit. And I said, yeah, maybe, but this sounds really fun. Awesome. And thankfully, uh, I'm still doing it today, and I still enjoy what I've been doing. So, yeah, I switched majors to English and got my bachelor's degree in English language arts, I got certified to teach, and now I've been teaching for about 10 years now. That's awesome. Well, I hear a lot of really good things, uh, especially when the kids complain, like, we work so hard in that class, and he makes us read books. Like, oh, the horrors. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, we're really glad to have you here at East High School, and kind of talk to us a little bit. You have quite the diverse set of responsibilities here. So you do teach what we would consider just like a standard English class in a classroom. What else do they have you doing around here? Well, this year they have me doing, uh, of course, like the standard English classes and the pre-AP honors classes. Mm-hmm. I also teach seniors in AP English literature and composition. And I'm also uh, teaching dual enrollment courses uh, through Victoria College here at the high school. Because you have your master's. I do have a master's degree in English. Yes. Nice. I earned that from Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi. Um, it took me about two and a half years, and I did it while I was teaching full time. Uh, so, yes, it was a very exhausting journey, but... It was what I wanted to do to become a better teacher and to open up the possibility of, indeed, teaching dual enrollment courses through high school. Awesome. And that's really why I wanted to get your perspective, because you teach 10th graders Mm -hmm. who are still kind of figuring out where they're going to end up. You teach a college-level senior class for kids who are already launching themselves, but you also teach that dual enrollment for kids in college. So what do you think is the number one thing you see in as far as a change between your sophomores and your seniors or dual enrollees? Yeah, like there's there's definitely a difference in a lot of the personalities that are enrolled in each of those. I, I will start with like the sophomores. A lot of the time, them they're deciding what it is they want to do. And a lot of the time, like you mentioned, they're not entirely sure what they want to do yet. Yeah. And so for them, you know, it's figuring out, well, what kind of doors do you want to have open to you in the longer run? You know, like I, I think in the end ultimately deciding that you want to take one of the more challenging or rigorous courses definitely leaves a lot of those doors open yeah um whereas with the seniors and my ap literature courses like they know at that point what an ap class is for a lot of them because they've been taking some ap classes since possibility uh, possibly being a freshman or sophomore right. and they kind of figured out the game at that point they know the amount of work that's going to be involved with it 
And you know, even though they do complain about the, the, the rigorous assignments that we do, it's not uh, unexpected, right? right? It's it's almost expected that they're going to be challenged in there. Um, and as for like the dual enrollment classes, like those high expectations are already there. And a lot of the times where I can handhold students in an AP course um, and getting them to where the end goal is, a lot of the times in the college courses, yes, you have your instructor and professor there, uh, but there's so much more time that you are putting into your own learning to, right. you know, facilitate your own learning goals by the end of that semester. Definitely yeah. a lot of self-directed study. Yeah. So now let's dig really deep into the question here that we're talking about with the freshman class. Do you, in your professional experience, do you believe that everyone should go to college? I think that everyone should at least try it, to be honest, mm. um, because you know, like there's there's this old mentality of like gatekeeping in college sometimes mm-hmm. where you gotta apply to get into the one that you really want to get into. And the truth is, you know, some of the more challenging colleges out there, like it is a competition to get into them. Right. You know, like I remember my experience at uh, A&M College Station where, you know, I was, I was easily able to get into the university, but that right. didn't necessarily mean I was going to get into the College of Computer Science. Mm-hmm. Um but there are many universities and colleges that exist in our country and nation and globally in the world today. And chances are, if you really wanted to try it, you can get into one and try a few classes to see, is it something that you're interested in pursuing? Not just as an academic, right? Can I survive and learn stuff from these classes? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there some like possible career path that this class is going to help me get into as a result of taking those classes? Okay. Yeah. So not just going to college to go to college, but go right. to college to advance towards some kind of end goal. Right. Okay. Yeah. The idea that you're pursuing, you know, you're pursuing the thing that you will hopefully want to keep doing, right, as a career job option. Because um, I think a lot of the times, like many freshmen and sophomores that just go to university or college, right. they don't realize that. You know, they're taking a class and they're like, well, I'm taking calculus. Maybe I don't see how I'm going to use calculus in my future career. Mm-hmm. When the more healthier opportunity and option is like to think, how would I use this in a future career and job? Very nice. Very nice. Well, we've had a great conversation here today. Mr. Ruiz, if you could leave some parting wisdom with our we young students, what would you share to a freshman who maybe they're freaking out? Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life and my future. What advice would you give them? Use high school as a springboard to what you eventually might see yourself doing later. Find your passions now and use high school as an excuse to find those passions. You know, maybe you don't like every subject that you're taking right now, but explore the things that you personally enjoy doing. And if you don't like certain classes, survive them, right? But you have a lot of free time when you're in high school, too. And figure out what you can do with that free time to find the things that you might enjoy as a career and job later on. Awesome. Well, we've really enjoyed our conversation, and you guys might have Mr. Ruiz next year. Who knows? Maybe down the line with a senior English class or a dual enrollment class. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for stopping by. We appreciate it. And you guys, thanks again for listening to Mr. Six in the Morning.